It should be streaming. Yeah. I'm pretty sure The Exorcist is streaming somewhere. Oh yeah, it's 1973. Now I want to watch it myself. <laughs> because now that we're talking about it, yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome Hello. back to the Real Horror Show podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, joined as always by the Stormy Skies. Hello, listeners. The Exorcist is on Max. So I will try and watch that this weekend. Uh, if you're joining us, we just had an off the mic discussion about <laughs> Exorcist Believer, which we'll have on mic soon because yeah. good news, half good news, <laughs> yeah. the writer strike has ended. They've made yes. a deal. Um, they came out on top of the deal. They got, I think, pretty much everything they wanted, which is amazing, especially when it comes to AI. Studios agreed that AI is not a writer. And yes, yeah. <laughs> I just want to make it clear AI will not get a writing credit and it cannot be used as a writer, as a replacement for writers, which they were going to have to agree to anyway, because Congress has put forth or not even Congress, but the Copyright Office has said you can't copyright AI written works. So big win. Yeah, and big win. like, I'm anti AI in replacing writers, but I think it's a cool tool that I think writers should learn to use, not to replace our craft, but just to research mold ideas, like, it's coming whether we want it or not, so we might as well get on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So all that's left is studios making a deal with SAG-AFTRA, mm-hmm. which I think they're supposed to be meeting soon if they haven't already. Um, and I think we have Drew Barrymore to thank for this because she decided to continue <laughs> with her talk show without her writers or with scab writers at least and the internet just fucking went in on her so i think the studio seeing someone who is generally beloved by the masses Mm -hmm. just getting fucking decimated (laughs) they were like oh fuck if they're doing this to drew barrymore right you're gonna fucking do to us yeah or watch Um, yourself (laughs) so yeah we're almost to a point where we can get back to talking about mainstream horror movies comfortably Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, our next movie, as we said previously, will be the 1999 Japanese horror film Audition, which is, yes! it is not on Shudder. I mistakenly thought it would be on Shudder because it's on AMC Plus and they have a lot of crossover. It is, however, on Tubi. So, oh, excellent. Perfect. We think we think our Tubi overlords. Yeah, thanks to like literally everything I've watched for the past couple movies has been on that. Yeah, <laughs> for us, thanks to me. So, um, yeah. audition is a very important piece of Japanese cinema. It is featured in the book um, "One Thousand and One Movies You Should Watch Before You Die." Nice. Um, so yeah, it'll be a great fucking time. And I do want to mention something about the last episode that I noticed while I was editing. I said the word iconic quite a lot nice <laughs> and i am sorry <laughs> wait in our last episode in our, in our last episode i kept saying this movie's so iconic it's iconic like um, i understand why it's iconic yeah you do i now that you mention it i do remember that you said iconic a lot but i like at the time it didn't seem like a lot to me i know I'm sure you listen to we, it it's a lot we don't have a script i just say <laughs> the shit that's in my head 
dude that's fine i mean it is iconic so it's not it's not like you're saying the wrong thing it's I, yeah correct i do, i do think uh <laughs> we're starting to overuse that word a lot as a society you're, the jeans you bought at old navy are not iconic <laughs> but but something like ringu is yeah. iconic to the horror genre yeah it is but speaking of Japanese media, how far did you make it in Death Note? You said you were going to watch a bunch of yes, episodes. I did. I watched a bunch of episodes last night. So I started watching it about 8.30. Um, and I was on episode four when I left off the last time. And I watched up until episode eight. So I'm on episode eight now. Awesome. And yeah, the last thing that happened is I... We we now have seen the face of L. Yes. And it's so funny because like now that I see L, I am like thinking about all the like fucking t-shirts at Hot yeah. Topic that had him on it with like he's like crouching yeah. and shit with his like big eyes and his hair. And I'm like, oh my god, that's who that is. So yeah. like, yes, L. We had and, a lot of L's. And shirts. now we get and now you get it. Um <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, now I, I get it. L why and, why um, he's so popular with the uh, hot topic anime girlies? He's because he just looks like a little emo. Yeah, he's a um, he's a dirty little emo a, boy, emo boy with no shoes, and he cra- He like doesn't sit on his butt. He like <laughs> sits on his heels, and he has like big black spiky hair and big black eyes and black bags under his mm-hmm. eyes because he just drinks coffee with lots and lots of sugar mm-hmm. and he's like also very smart and the best detective of all time and i don't know how i don't know what his age is but i'm guessing it's pretty young yeah i think he's fairly um, young he's older than light but not old enough not for it to older. be noticeable yeah he looks like a young a young person but so we've met him and then we have also light is now starting to kill people who aren't bad guys mm-hmm. he's just killing people who are on to him yeah so and you're at episode eight so you saw the yeah. tragedy that is ray penbar and naomi mizora yes so ray penbar and are they americans so they're supposed to be americans i believe ray penbar is at least born in America, might be half Japanese. Well, I have the wiki open right now. I could see if they mentioned that. But Naomi is Japanese and she's from Japan. It's mentioned that she tagged along because they were going to use this mission as as an excuse to also go visit her family before their wedding. Yes, yes. And so he has killed Ray Penbar and then he also has killed the girl, Naomi. And yes, according to fandom.com, he is American, though his mother is Japanese. Got it. Okay. Hi, Pepper. Yes. Yeah, so they are both dead. And I was like, damn, like. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. Uh, for anyone who's a fan of Naomi Mizora and wants more of her, I think there is a light novel about a case that she worked on with Elle. I can't Uh remember the name of it, but it's kind of a prequel to the Death Note series. Oh, cool. Yeah, she did talk about working with Elle and stuff. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, so but that happened. And um, there was something that happened that I, I think I missed it because I was like not looking at the the subtitles or whatever, but Light figured out a special way to use the Death Note 
and Ryuk says, he says something like, oh, even I didn't like know that you could do that with the death note, but I don't know what the fuck he did. I think like it's, it's confusing a little bit because they go into it so much. Yeah. I'm like I know these first <laughs> 10 episodes, yeah. there's a lot of explanation about what you can and can't do with the death note. I think what it was is yeah. on the bus. Yes. He had that piece of paper with the death note that he basically pl- planned someone's death. Yes. And I can't remember if that's what you knew or not. But oh, okay. actually, no. And he touched it. What it is, what it is. Killed. I think I know what it is. Okay. Yeah. So he tore out okay. a piece of paper and he gave mm-hmm. that piece of paper before killing Ray Penbar. He gave it um, to him with just these blank slots where he was supposed to write the names of the people investigating in Japan, the FBI agents investigating in Japan, because yes. in the death note, you can write a cause of death and leave the name blank for up to like 19 or 20 days before uh-huh. it becomes invalid. And as long as you write the name with the cause of death before then it'll happen. It'll happen. Okay. So I think that's what Ryuk is referring to. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, cool. Cool. Yes. So I did see that happen. And, um, that is how he killed all the FBI agents too. Yes. I'm like, Jesus, there's going to be nobody left. So (laughs) we're officially entering the, um, (laughs) is light actually a good guy? And the answer has always been no. (laughs) No. Light is acting like a fucking psychopath. (laughs) He's, He's officially hit psychopath uh yeah. era uh especially with era what yeah. you did to <laughs> naomi yeah that was pretty messed up i was like wow <laughs> damn but he uh is very clever and was able to deceive her at the last minute mm-hmm. so he didn't get caught but also i think he's he's having like a paranoid moment where he thinks like if someone says something to someone else, he's, he's caught. And I'm just like, I really don't think that anybody would think it's you. You yeah. know what I mean? Just because he's like the son of the cop. Yeah. So, yeah, but we'll see. That's going to be yeah. a big role until we, or a big part in all of this until we get to episode 25 is his paranoia and trying to constantly stay one step ahead. And mm-hmm. I got a little further t- uh, today. I got to episode okay. 12. So I'll hold on to this note for the next mini show. And okay. when you get to some of these episodes, it'll make sense why I asked it. Um, upon rewatch, how much of the Netflix series You was inspired by the L slash light dynamic? Mm-hmm. Wait, what was the I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, how much of the L slash light dynamic inspired the Netflix series You? Oh. Um, L is going to make some smart tactical decisions that are very uh, Joe like. Uh huh. So yeah. honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. It's actually amazing. It's it's happening more frequently now, or at least more openly now. Like how much fucking yeah. fan fiction is getting the file, the barcode filed off, and published as original work these days. Yeah, that. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some inspiration here or at least implanted the idea into the writer's head of how someone can stay unsearchable 
like with the, with right. season two and Candace coming back and you and she goes by the alias Amy Adam to make it impossible to Google her. Right. Yeah. So we have some of that trickery happening in the next few episodes. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> and I do, um, I do get yeah. watching this as an adult, why it was so popular with little emo goth girlies our age in the yeah. early 2000s because you have the hot preppy boy who's the real villain and the awkward uh emo boy as the hero yeah i i love it i love light i think he's so cute and that's the only <laughs> reason why i'm still really watching but it's but it's also like very <laughs> It's a pretty good story so far, but the, the episodes are quite short, but they do pack a lot mm-hmm. into them, um, like 20 minutes each almost. And it's pretty cool that they're able to do yeah. that. There are two things I did want to bring up to you, though, and I think I hope we can discuss them briefly before we end the episode because it's my first time watching anime. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you if this was like a cultural thing. Well, first, let's talk about the non-cultural thing that I just no- noticed in these first early episodes. I noticed that... Is it just because we're trying to discuss everything about the Death Note that there's not a whole lot of action happening? Yeah. All that much? Yeah. Okay. Um, with the end of episode eight going into nine mm-hmm. and yeah, nine, I think, is one of my favorite episodes of the series because it's when it starts taking more of an action turn and the stakes are raised. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Okay, I'm excited to get that. It's like the next yeah. episode. <laughs> so we're getting past the explaining how the Death Note works. We're going to have a little, some more explanation about certain things that Light didn't do with the Death Note that perhaps another character is doing. So just okay. some clarification with the rules in regards to that. Um, but okay. with episode nine and beyond, it does take more a turn to become more of a thriller, more of an action thing. Okay. Got it. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, cool. And then my next uh, note that I wanted to bring up was in this last episode, so episode eight, whenever it's the FBI agent guy and his fiance, um, is it like a cultural thing to be like kind of sexist towards women? Because I'm seeing a lot of stuff like, oh no, you're a woman. Like we're, we're engaged now. So you, you don't have to work anymore. So don't even think about that. When we have a family, you'll be too busy to even want to pursue anything else other than being a mother. So is that kind of the culture of Japan or is that just the men writing it or is it the type of story? I think so. Especially with 2006, from my understanding, just from the year, what I've seen on TikTok and what I've watched on YouTube it is yeah. fairly common. It's probably slowly diminishing, like, diminishing, diminishing like it is everywhere where mm-hmm. um, traditionally the woman handles the finances of the house, but she's a stay-at-home mother raising the children. So okay, got it. Um, since Ray was raised in America, it's kind of eyebrow raising. So I think his character is just sexist. But I do, I do think, <laughs> I, I, I do believe um, Japan still holds kind of that nuclear family idea. And I also mentioned the book I read, yeah. uh, Breast, and, Breast and Eggs, which is a Japanese novel where oh, cool. um, the main character in the second half of the novel wants to have a baby on her own. She doesn't want to have sex. She just wants to do donor-conceived birth. And even her women friends are anti her doing it not 
for any reason other than that's just not how you do it. You're supposed to get married and right. have a family with a man. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think it is the culture of Japan and like everything else, it's shifting and changing. And you see a lot of career women now, but yes, for older yeah. people okay, in cool. 2006, 2004, when the manga was being released and the anime was being released, it was probably still very prominent in society. That's what I figured. And it's, it's like, also, I mean, it's not as that different from like how America was, Mm -hmm. you know, like a couple decades ago. Um, and, but, but like, yeah, that, um, the episode, it was like so blatant that I was like, dang, okay. (laughs) Um, but it was just, and also like, it's because there's not many women. So whenever the women are there, that's kind of what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, excellent. But no worries. I just wanted mm-hmm. to talk about that. Yeah, no, bit. it's um, it's a thing. And I mean, yeah, it was yeah. a thing in America until fairly yeah. recently when our economy turned into an economy where both partners in a household don't have a choice but to work. Where Yes, everybody got to work. <laughs> that's not what we actually wanted when we wanted the right to work and have our own bank accounts. We wanted the choice to yes, be a dual income choice. household. Um, right but yeah I know in Japan it's still fairly common that that that's the mindset Um, okay so but on the on the bright side the woman controls the household finances so they're doing something right over there they are not be in charge (laughs) of money I'm very bad (laughs) no no it's fine but yeah go girls all right sweet so that is that so yeah um apart from that I will continue to watch the uh, more episodes. I'll try to get through as many as I can, um, every sitting. Yeah, <laughs> just so we can get through it, and um, then I'll also watch audition. Yeah. on on Tubi, and I'm feeling very spooky about that. And um, hopefully, I can like get away from my regular routine and maybe go to the movies yeah. <laughs> they want to see spot 10 like shit. but also I'm the kind of person that's like well I have to watch all the other ones first again just to refresh myself but I don't want to and uh, if you're if you're going to a regal while supplies last and they probably won't yeah. last long because we uh-huh. bitches love our pumpkin spice they have a pumpkin oh, yeah. spice dipping sauce for their churros Ooh, that sounds delicious I had it last night when I was it delicious it was very good more caramelly than pumpkin spicy but still like delicious mm, delicious yeah absolutely and I I I also like I'm glad that you brought that up Sam because I wanted to like make a note that like if if someone likes pumpkin spice lattes like that's okay Mm -hmm. to it's okay to like that okay I just want everyone everybody just just needs to like what they like I hope so I agree with you (laughs) because I feel like we're still hating on people who like pumpkin spice lattes and it's like a whole like like not a label but it's almost like a caricature of a person Mm -hmm. and every person that likes pumpkin spice has to be like a preppy crunchy granola person but actually me and sam are hardcore goths yeah we send each other the uh, (laughs) we send each other (laughs) pumpkin spice release date because that's the challenge or a fall it doesn't matter if it's still 90 degrees out when Mm-hmm. Starbucks announces the date they start serving pumpkin spice. That is when you switch over to your fall wardrobe. I don't care if it's 90 yes, degrees. I don't either because that's actually that that's the date that it it happens. So Sam and I are on the same wavelength and we understand that 
that's our fall and we love pumpkin spice lattes but we also love horror movies mm-hmm. and um so i hope people can just try to understand yeah um on this topic <laughs> so... quickly before we wrap up have you gotten the yeah. pumpkin muffin that starbucks always has the pumpkin cream cheese muffin i've had that a, a long okay. time ago but i haven't had one recently have you i've gotten them back? recently twice and i think they're skimping oh. on the cream cheese now <gasps> it used to be like a nice little ratio um yeah a lot of it in the middle. a lot of it in the middle oh, it's like a quarter damn. size now and i'm very upset well, about it shit that I would be upset too, because like sometimes it's that re- it's really dense to eat mm-hmm. a muffin like yeah. that. And so you need that cream. And, like, I fuck? always save my muffin tops for last. <laughs> I eat the crappy bottom first because yeah, it's a little dense and dry, but then you get to the <laughs> yeah. muffin top with that beautiful cream cheese mm-hmm. center and it's delicious. And it's delicious. It's just so small now that it's pointless. It's pointless. And you actually are disappointed and not satisfied mm-hmm. with your snack. So yeah. yeah. fuck well thanks sam i'll probably not order one yeah if you if you can because they're constantly sold out at my starbucks i don't know if it was a wall supplies (sighs) last thing they have a baked apple croissant this season and it is constantly sold out so if anyone out there can get their hands on one please tell me how it tastes because i really liked their um they had a plum and cream cheese one for christmas last year that was delicious that sounds amazing i I bet the apple one is delicious too because it's an apple croissant how can you go wrong i know okay well next time i'm at starbucks i'm gonna try to get that if it's available and then i I will i just need to know someone in my life can get one (laughs) (laughs) yeah that it's not just like a fever dream and it doesn't actually exist yeah no yeah i'm gonna try to get one i'm gonna try sam so that's my mission along with seeing the movies and watching the movies and watching the show but yeah it's october so i feel inspired hell yeah yeah very <laughs> cool all right that's all i have that's all i have cool well bye listeners see you next time watch audition yeah bye bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>